0: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
2: I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the program, Ezekiel's Will, and why is quote-unquote disclosure supposedly happening now? In the midst of all the weirdness the world has been experiencing Lately, I think it's a great time for us to recap what we know and also talk about some brand new things. And let's see if in this podcast we can all get a better, clearer idea of what the heck is is happening right now. What's the agenda? You know, all cultures around the world, I think I can safely say all of them, have been more or less reporting UFO encounters since the beginning of recorded history. And one that stands out for us in this culture is a story from the Old Testament of the Bible. Now we're talking about a story that goes back thousands of years and deals with a prophet named Ezekiel. I have got a copy of the Bible right here in front of me and let's see this comes from chapter 1 and uh starts with verse 20 you know you maybe you've heard of Ezekiel's will basically Ezekiel was a prophet and at one point God came to him and said I want you to go and and help the Israelites this sort of thing happened over and over throughout the Bible and It's interesting that I think these types of visitations occurred all around the world, but the people in that area did one of the best jobs of writing it down. and, And fortunately, we found their recordings. What's especially intriguing about these encounters or sightings or visions that Ezekiel had was how he would sort of try to describe what this interaction with God was like. And in probably his most famous, he talked about the presence of God being accompanied by these sort of spinning wheels within wheels. And here's the actual quote that is so interesting to me. And listen to the nuance in this quote, wherever the spirit would go, they would go and the wheels would rise along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them, because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels, end quote. Now, he could have said there was a little green man inside and he had a little wheel, a little steering wheel, but no, no, he didn't. He described something that is actually much more abstract in a way that there is something that looks like a wheel within a wheel, something that we would describe as certainly a, a flying saucer type, you know, UFO, uh, UAV, whatever. But it, ha- it, it embodies a spirit that there is a spirit inside this thing and that you can almost, uh, as you read more of this, uh, interpret these as being um, something, like, something like angelic beings that are there as a part of this encounter with God. Now, one reason I find that so amazing is because it is one of the most perfect descriptions that you could probably have given thousands of years ago. Of What I discovered when I was doing my research in Puerto Rico and all of these UFOs were flying around. Of course, the most famous one being the incident that I talked about in my OUFO podcast that happened around the Aguadilla airport where this Strange looking object is flying around the airport over a hundred miles per hour. It dips into the water, zooms below the surface of the water about 95 miles per hour. There's no splash when it goes in. And then it comes out of the water and it's now joined by a second craft. And these two kind of dip in and out of the water. And then they, the two of them just disappear. And if you, if you haven't seen that footage, it's easy to see. Uh, go to joshuapwarren.com and there's a section called the gallery of the strange. And when you click that, you'll see a section on OUFOs. Now, the reason I call them OUFOs is because it turns out that the, the, the Taino Indians that have lived in Puerto Rico for thousands of years, and there, there are not very many descendants left. I'm sad to say, Uh, because when the Spaniards came, you know, they were wiping out all the old uh, native traditions. Uh, the Taino's, they had a relationship with these kinds of objects and they called them Semi, C-E-M-I. And the Semi's were what they thought of as lesser gods, which is almost um comparable to what we might think of as an angelic being, like a, a lesser god. It makes sense if you consider the translation. And the Semi believed that these were, or excuse me, the Tainos believed that the Semi were these objects that they represented in all these stone statues. There's a whole museum dedicated to them there in, in Puerto Rico. But they also believed that the, they weren't just objects. They had a spirit within them. They, they were living objects. And when I watched the the Puerto Rico footage and I saw how, this object seemed to behave and I don't know, I hate to use the word playful. That's very subjective, but uh it, it seemed to act like there was almost mm, like it had a mind, you know, like, do you remember that movie? Batteries not included like this is a living machine. And then I talked to Taino descendants who said, yes, these are living things. And as a matter of fact, they are conscious sensitive that we learned how to go out and mentally project out to them and draw them to us to make them appear. When when you look at all that together and you think of these being living machines of some kind, or at least that's how we can define them, that's why I came up with the term O-U-F-O, which means an organic UFO. Maybe that was a little too... Polarizing, maybe it's maybe it's more like an artificial intelligence kind of uh, amalgamation of, of, of things. But what I ultimately think of is that we're not just looking at a machine that's piloted by a little green man. Now, maybe that happens on occasion. There are a lot of things probably out there, but most of what is interacting with us is a type of technology that seems to blur the line between the organic and inorganic. Now, what I mean by that is uh or something according to sci- scientists, something organic is, is a carbon-based thing. So, life on Earth, for example, life as we know it Humans animals plants these we call them organic because they're carbon based and inorganic is something that doesn't have that carbon uh involved and so Again, that's life as we know it but I'm thinking that maybe the, These more evolved things out there and who knows how evolved they may be they may have been around for millions or billions of years We just have no way of knowing to, from our point of view, they are almost like cyborgs that they blur the line between the organic and the inorganic. And that is why we have such a, a tough time compartmentalizing them uh, at this point in human history with our particular point of view. And so knowing all that we know about science and, and, and knowing that that is possible. If you go back and you read Ezekiel's description, it actually seems like a pretty accurate description of such a thing. It says wherever the spirit would go, they would go and the wheels would rise along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. And when the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. When the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. A pretty impressive description of something like that, don't you think? And you have to remember that a lot of this movement for disclosure which again a lot of people have they're very suspicious of what's happening right now we're going to get into that in a minute uh they're saying okay a lot of this is based on this A-TIP program A A T I P and you have to remember that A-TIP it stands for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program this this big push behind disclosure of some kind is Telling us that this is not just about something that we necessarily believe is earthbound. This is an aerospace oriented thing. I'm going to get more into that when we come back, and I'm also going to get into the details, just a recap of what we know about how all this started and why now, okay? What's the agenda for after one of the craziest years the whole world has ever seen, 2020? Now, this, is there a connection? I will explain. I also want you to know that, hey, listen, I am doing a lot of experiments and I have a lot of breaking news that I'm going to be able to give you this year that you're not going to be able to get on this podcast. If you want to know about new experiment results, if you want to participate in them, if you if you want to know about stuff like the outcome of the Genesis experiment, go to JoshuaPWarren.com. There's no period after the P. JoshuaPWarren.com. Take two seconds to sign up for my free e-newsletter. And when you do that, you will also receive some free gifts from me instantly. And I'm telling you, some of them can change your life. Joshua P. Warren.com and follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. That's my name, Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments, that comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings
6: My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code George for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. Welcome.
0: Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocostam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocostam.com. That's AM.com you yeah.
2: to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming in to your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Now that we are in the midst of this sort of hall of mirrors... That some are calling UFO disclosure, others are calling UFO misinformation. Let's sort of recap some of the important things that we know here. And for those of you who have been listening to me for years, you've heard some of this before. But this is good to go over this kind of thing one more time. And, And especially you can send this to your friends who say, okay, you keep up with all this stuff. What's going on right now with this UFO thing? Well, okay, again, uh, this modern sort of push for what many people call disclosure began with an article that came out in uh, 2017 in in the New York Times, and and it quickly appeared in a lot of other places, about the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP, and... This is where, you know, there was an an acknowledgement that there had been a, a real program going on for years at the Pentagon to study this stuff. And I think that one of the most fascinating parts of this whole situation, though, is a letter that was written on June 24th of 2009, and it's on United States Senate letterhead, and it was written by the U.S. Senate majority leader at that time, Harry Reid, who represented Nevada, which of course is where we have Area 51 and a lot of UFO back engineering stuff being tackled through companies like Bigelow Aerospace, Bob Bigelow, who has gone. And by the way, Bob Bigelow has gone on 60 minutes and be like, we don't have to go into space to see the aliens. They're right here under our noses. All right. So anyway, uh, Harry Reid sat down uh, with George Knapp, you know, the big UFO reporter here in Las Vegas, and verified all this. So here's what he said in this letter that he wrote to the Department of the Secretary of Defense. Again, this is 2009. He said, since ATIP and the study were first commissioned, and he actually spells out there, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification... Much progress has been made with the identification of several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace related findings. Then he goes on to say we need a higher level than usual of security for this stuff. And he said, given the likelihood that these technologies will be applied to future systems involving spaceflight, weapons, communications, and propulsion, the standard management and safeguarding procedures for classified information are not sufficient. And then he goes on to say that, uh, let's see, uh, these, these methodologies here are, are so amazing that if you look at the uh, applications in engineering, associated exotic technologies will likely involve extremely sophisticated concepts within the world of quantum mechanics, nuclear science, electromagnetic theory, gravitics, and thermodynamics. Given that all of these have the potential to be used with catastrophic effects by adversaries, an unusually high degree of operational security and read-on discretion is required. Did you catch what he said there? These have the potential to be used with catastrophic effects by adversaries, so we don't want it to fall into their hands. In other words, this didn't come from another country. All right, it didn't come from us, and it didn't come from another country. And we're talking about, you know, aerospace technology that could be applied to spaceflight, weapons, communications, and propulsion. Huh, what do you think he's talking about here? Exotic technologies. And then it's accompanied by a a list of some of the topics that have been researched as a part of this project, along with the scientists involved and the university or educational facility uh, or research facility that that person is involved with. Here are just some of the topics. There are 38 of them. Uh, so we have stuff like space access, advanced space propulsion based on the vacuum, biosensors and biomemes, invisibility cloaking, wormholes in space-time, gravity wave communication, anti-gravity studies, field effects on biological tissues. Oh, my God. Biomaterials, metamaterials, warp drives, dark energy and dimensions brain-machine interfaces, uh, and then, okay, quantum entanglement, cockpits in the era of breakthrough flight. This goes on and on, but here's my favorite one. My favorite one is number 38, and number 38 on the list is redacted. Huh? (laughs) So they have just listed this series of orgasmic, euphoric topics for any sci-fi fan out there. And yet there's still something on here, number 38 that's redacted. I wonder, I wonder what that one could be. Maybe something about the fact that they're here. I don't know. I don't know. If you want to see this stuff, if you go to com and scroll down the homepage, I currently have links to these PDFs, uh, so you can easily look at them on your own. Okay. So it should be kind of like a duh thing that we, you know, we are talking about something that they believe comes from outer space. So, all right. Why now? Why is this being disclosed now in the middle of all this weirdness that's, that's been happening? around the globe. Okay, well, let's speculate for a little bit. For one thing, I don't believe that most people in the government or the military actually really know what these technologies are, not enough to explain them. I recently said that if you sat down in a classroom with one of these beings we call aliens and and the alien taught you about the technology, it'd be like trying to teach a dog how to create a Facebook page. So I think most people don't even know. People who do know may not really know. I mean, like, for example, you know a microwave exists, but if if I brought you into a room and I had all the pieces of a microwave strewn all over the place, do you think you could put that microwave together? And if you did, and I don't think most of you could, but if you did, would you be able to explain how it worked? Hey, ultimately, you you're just like, is this going to heat up my pizza or my cheeseburger or not? All right. That's that's sort of our view on technology. It's a very, you know, user oriented, whatever works kind of attitude. And that's why I think most people in the government, in the military have never even known uh, how to explain it, especially if we're dealing with something as, as complex as what. Uh, well, for example, I was interviewed recently by Bishop Brian Willett. Uh, he has a great podcast vestiges after dark. And he said that. These are almost like flying thought forms. We don't even know what thought is. So how are we supposed to describe a a flying thought form that somehow become like a tangible thing, right? So why now? Well, do you remember that in 1987, President Ronald Reagan, who formed the Star Wars Project, which obviously was, you know, uh, uh, our first probably big step into the direction that we're, we're going now with the space force. He stood up and made a, a speech before the UN. And he said, quote, I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world, end quote. And he said that with a great deal of sincerity and authenticity. Now, even people who had not taken this subject seriously before, I'm sure heard that and thought, well, you know what? He's right. That would change things immensely. And therefore, what if some of these globalists that have a very clear agenda to take over? the world are saying now is the time to implement this kind of wisdom that in other words, if you want to take over a society globally, the first thing you have to do is break that society down. You do that by creating divisions and strife and conflict. And even if you don't create these things, you focus on those things. You exaggerate those things. And then once people feel fearful and chaotic, you go, wait a second. Now you can all come together because we are all, we're all part of a big family now all over the world because there is a, a new threat out there that is affecting all of us. Yes. These beings, they're not our friends. Now, when we come back from this break, I'll tell you more about how that agenda may be working and how it might apply some of the things that are happening in the world today. And also, if you want to see these craft, well, you may have a really good chance of doing that coming up very soon. <laughs> What a world we live in. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back after this.
0: Every
2: eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit RedCross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS.
1: We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the Coast2Coastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be.
6: With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Lumines for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Lumines today with our postage-paid starter kit. For only $19.99. Available exclusively at healthylooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminous. Learn more at healthylooking.com.
2: strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua Pete Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. You know, there, since the beginning of time, has always been a certain segment of the human population that wants to rule everybody else. That's just the way it is. And you do that in part by learning how to manipulate psychology. You know, David Icke, the, <laughs> I, I find his work amazing, by the way. A lot of people think, oh, he's just the craziest conspiracy theorist. I think he has a lot of very interesting wisdom. And he says it's problem, reaction, solution. Um, if you want to control a bunch of people, but you just don't want to go in and destroy them. I mean, that it doesn't make any sense to destroy the people you want to control. No, you have to go in and try to psychologically manipulate them. You create a problem. And then you get them to very strongly react to it. And then you come out and offer the solution. And suddenly you've got them in the palm of your hand. It's basic salesmanship. And I believe that everybody who has been a great, Leader, and by great, I don't mean good, it's often awful, uh, but at least a powerful, successful leader has understood that principle exists and has had to think about to what extent it should be abused, to what extent the ends justify the means, right? And so we are seeing right now a major global transition. And and how the world is being set up and how fear is manipulating people and bending them back and forth until they break. And. Information, you know, knowledge is power and governments that have access to power, they keep that they have access to information. They keep that information secret until it's the right time to bring it out to gain power. So the idea is that right now, technology has finally given us the ability to to create a global society, a global government that can be monitored, the technology to enforce the rules of of a global system, and whether or not it will succeed, who knows, but it may be time to pull the Ronald Reagan card and say, Oh, boy, it's time for us all to unite now. You have to follow me. I'm going to protect you from the alien threat. And we don't know uh, who is going to be at the top of that pyramid. We don't know who's going to take the reins on that. You, you know, you can have your own opinion on that. But nonetheless, it makes you ask yourself, well, is it true? Is this an alien threat? Now I have read emails from people on my shows who say, Oh, yes, these are bad guys. Do not mess with them. These, these aliens. Oh, they'll, they'll feed you, you know, to their mollusks and all this sort of thing. But we'll get back to that in a minute because I do believe there are lots of different types of beings out there. And if all of them were actually bad. Then they would probably be, you know, zapping earth every day. The fact that people have a bad experience or are abducted are, are commonly misbelieved is because those things are so rare when they happen. Uh, but nonetheless, don't you think it's intriguing that right now we have the technology to, to control the world and at the same time, we're having all these bursts of new strife in the Middle East, which is, you know, again, right in that area where prophets like Ezekiel were saying, Hey, at the right time, these things show up. And every single culture that talked about an interaction with these beings said that there was a time thousands of years ago when they would come down and make their presence known rather frequently and then they all left but they all said we're coming back we're coming back i wrote about that in my book called the secret wisdom of kukulkan that you can download instantly from my website in the curiosity shop so uh should we be afraid of them there are a lot of people out there right now i think Dr. Stephen Greer is one of them who is saying that he has a problem with how this whole quote unquote disclosure movement is being presented because that it's going to portray a threat that is exaggerated, you know, at, at, at very least exaggerated. Uh, the thing is, we I, I kind of feel like, look, the media operates, unfortunately, based upon fear. Because again, it goes back to problem solution. That's what advertising is usually about. You have a problem. You know, your floor, your kitchen floor is dirty. Here, buy this and that'll solve that problem. You know, uh, you have a problem. You need a car, but you don't have the money. Well, here, come to this place and we're going to solve that problem. Advertising is about problem solving. And so the media has to usually push a problem in order to get, uh, it, to help their advertisers. And so whatever problems exist get uh, exaggerated by media. And that's why the media can be such a negative thing. And if you've read my book, Use the Force, you understand why sometimes you must disconnect with it altogether. Even my show. Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes you just have to get away and just turn off all your devices and get back to you know reality at least for a few days. Certainly things that may make you feel bad. And there's this question, you know, did they seed us here? These beings, have they always been here? Did they ever really go away? Well, you know, just think about, just think about the town that you were born in and what it looks like today. Look how much it has changed. And yet these people who lived thousands of years ago, they took the time and the effort to carve all these things in stone. You know, these petroglyphs that show us these alien beings. They were doing that for us. They were doing that for us. They wanted to show us that this happened. And, you know, they are coming back. And did they help seed humanity here? Look, scientists, these biologists and zoologists will tell you that the closest relative to a human is a chimpanzee. Now I look at a chimpanzee next to a human and however much we may or may not look alike. The human is building skyscrapers and boats and airplanes and helicopters and firing things off to Mars. The chimps are not doing that. We are so different than chimpanzees that I don't care what your background is in science right now. If you're telling me that you believe that the science indicates that Yes, there's nothing missing here. And, and, you know, this order of biology. And I know that we're not literally saying that humans came from chimps. I get that. But still, we are so different from them that it seems to me you're missing the forest for the trees. In 1000 years, scientists will know things that we don't know. And they'll look back and laugh and say, can you believe those scientists in 2021 believe this? Like they just they had no idea this other thing existed. That's the nature of the scientific method to allow us to keep learning more. So this may be part of a big experiment, a big Petri dish. And that's why that we are not necessarily always in harm. Because a lot of these beings want us here. They created something, you know, they, they had some input here to create something like what has occurred on this paranormal planet, which is unlike anything else that we've found so far, for sure, out there in the universe. And that may be why we have different kinds of beings that people of some called uh, have been called aliens or angels or demons, because some of them have an interest that happens to align with human interest and and others don't. And, you know, it's like the old quote, when uh, there's a dinner party and a little green man runs through the room, one person says, oh, look, it's. An alien. Another person says, look, a demon. Another person says, look, a leprechaun. Different cultures have been interpreting these things different ways. So, look, I personally do not think that there is a big issue to fear with us acknowledging what is here and what has always been here. And if it takes if it takes the media turning it into a negative, fearful story, then so be it. Okay. Because I believe it is better to have this knowledge out there and to have this acknowledged than to keep repressing it and, and to continue trying to pretend that it does not exist. We have the technology now. I mean, over 10 years ago, there was a big upgrade in military technology where everybody got thermal cameras. Um, uh, or at least most people on their fighter jets and their aircraft carriers. And that made a big, big difference because you couldn't look at this stuff anymore and say, oh, that's just an optical illusion. Now you have the dimensions, the temperature, you've got detailed data. That is really one of the things that has sort of spearheaded why that the information we have now is coming forth because people can't keep a secret anymore when you have that level of clarification. So if you want to see these beings, look. I've been told don't go looking for them, but if you go out and you just meditate and you just think you send out an invitation, you might even use that mantra am nama, am nama. that's something that Stephen Greer tells people to do You might, you might see these things appear at least in the sky from a distance when we come back I'm going to tell you about a guy who's been manifesting these things how he's been doing it and I've got some really cool news for you only one more segment to go I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
6: Don't go anywhere. There's more Strange Things coming right up.
7: With age, our skin loses its elasticity. The most common complaints are under eye bags, wrinkles, crow's feet, and eyebrow sag. Now, diminish those visible signs of aging in mere minutes. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com is a velvety micro cream that, when applied lightly, reveals visible, toned, lifted skin. Instant beauty. Stunning results for women and men. Instantly Ageless was a hit on the Rachel Ray Show.
1: Board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowes. You're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget you know in
3: the privacy of your own home but actually there's some recent technologies emerging almost like changes the behavior of the skin right while it sits on the skin so we're going to test it out all right,
1: we're going to try a product this here it's Instant more accessible
3: right ageless you know we'll go backstage we'll test it out it's a cream you literally just put it on so we'll put on a really thin layer and we're gonna see if it sort of lives see if up it to makes the difference.
7: and then she went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow Wow, look at the difference. Yeah, but I would definitely use this this product. Within minutes of applying it, it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation. Get your instantly ageless now at our exclusive website, healthylooking.com, or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Within minutes, you can take years off your looks and reveal visibly toned, lifted skin. Try our starter kit, postage paid, for only $19.99. Or stock up with a full-sized box at a newly reduced price. Price not available in stores. Instantly Ageless at HealthyLooking.com or 800 604 3129. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com.
2: final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I've got some good news for you. The Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO Show is back. Now, this is a show that I created that I produce here in Las Vegas. We had to close down for COVID, and we frankly weren't sure if we were going to be able to reopen. But it is what we call 60 Paranormal Minutes in a Bar, ages 21 and up only. And you get to sit there for that hour and see the best evidence regarding UFOs, Area 51, ghosts, monsters, you name it from the entire Nevada area, what we call the Nevada Triangle. And you get to, if you want, touch various items, things that are, you know, haunted items, charmed items. We even have some actual UFO debris that you can touch. And we do this thing at Millennium Fandom Bar, which is the world's number one cosplay bar i mean it talk about like a pop culture atmosphere love it there you go inside and there are all these sort of movie prop replicas and it's just it's it's one of the coolest places in the world it's in downtown vegas and we always sell out fast so if you want to experience the creepy vegas ghost and ufo show then just go to creepyvegas.com, creepyvegas.com and see what dates may have availability. And there is a special reopening promotional price right now as well. So creepyvegas.com, that's extremely exciting. Mr. Nick Weird, a local Vegas legendary native, is going to host that for you. And uh it's a good show. As a matter of fact, this is the first podcast that I produced since I recently produced my final conference here in Vegas called the Finding Your Magic 2 conference. So if I sound a little exhausted or scatterbrained, <laughs> let me tell you, that's why I'm way, way behind on a lot of stuff that I set aside to, to, to work on, um, the, the conference. And so. Uh, I've gotten so much wonderful feedback. We actually, we, we presented the creepy Vegas show for people at the conference. And of course, people came from all over the country. One person who was there was Jason Sirachi, who is from Colorado. And he is one of the biggest night vision enthusiasts I've ever met. And he has been using some of the manifestation techniques from finding your magic the conference to go out and get unbelievable footage of UFOs. And if you want to keep up with all that, I'll, I, I will post it for you as it breaks at Joshua P, uh, P. Warren on Twitter. You know, just go to Twitter and at Joshua P. Warren. But that's that's pretty uh, amazing that, you know, he is out there realizing more and more like, OK, there is a a, a, a connection, like a conscious, sensitive connection going on here when we look at these ufos or uavs or uap and if you want to go out there and you want to see things in the night sky that you've never seen before the only night vision goggles that i endorse are the ones at paratemporal.com paratemporal.com uh, you'll see a little banner there in my curiosity shop and why these are the only ones that I endorse and why that these are the lowest price goggles of this quality that you're going to find in the whole world. So we'll talk more in the future about what Jason's been doing manifesting these UFOs. But here's something else that's really cool. So there is a lady who lives here in Nevada and I don't want to give her name out because I didn't explicitly ask, but she came to my conference and just had a blast. And she came up to me and said, I have a special gift for you. Oh, boy, what's this going to be? It's hard to impress me. And really, I've, I've seen it. You know, I've seen a lot. I won't say I've seen it all, but I've seen a lot. But she gave me this beautiful gift bag. And I said, OK, I'll put it in a special place. And I opened it later. And there was this really cool, well made box inside with all these, you know, like stars and moons. And I opened that and there was this exquisite jewelry box. I'm like, okay, what's going to be in here? So I opened the box and it's full of $2 bills, cash, $2 bills, cash, as well as some other cool stuff. There's some foreign currency in there. There's some other stuff that I'll keep to myself. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And it turns out that she listens to this show and she follows my work. And she has found that, you know, how I talk about the power of using foreign currency in order to change your relationship with money. She has discovered that two dollar bills can do the same thing, that they are powerful money magnets. And if you come across a two dollar bill, maybe you should keep it in your wallet. All right. So I'm about to start experimenting with this $2 bill thing. In the meantime, in the meantime, listen to this email. And by the way, again, I don't, I don't want to use her name at this point, but you know who you are. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, what a cool thing. Yes. You, 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 you surprised me. All right. You, <laughs> well done. And, but here's, here's the weirdest thing to me is that, okay, I keep getting all these emails from people who attended the conference and this one came to me. From a lady named Steffi, and I think she's in New Jersey. So listen to what she wrote. Okay. So she, she had been there, you know, talking to everybody, including this lady who gave me this box full of $2 bills. And we're all kind of buzzing about like the $2 bill thing. So Steffi says, the vibes from your conference, finding your magic two are reverberating throughout my being. I mean, seriously, I'm feeling it. I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that I'm seeing a bunch of synchronicities since I've been home. I was texting, blank lady, uh, about how I found a wallet in a parking lot the day I got home. After trying to find the person on social media, I ended up taking it to the local police department. Interestingly enough, inside the wallet were credit cards, cash, and tucked into a separate flap of the wallet was a $2 bill. Coincidence? uh Question mark, question mark. I think not. But anyway, I was just glad that I found the wallet and not someone who might have taken advantage and stolen it. It was also interesting that I had just put a wish for some relief money on my wishing machine. Hmm. Was the universe tempting me? The next day, my tax return money, which had been lost in the mail, long story, appeared in my account. <laughs> How about that? And she also was telling me about this uh, ESP uh, training app that she's been using, and she's just getting, you know, scores off the charts. I know you might listen to this and be like, oh, this sucks. Well, I, I, the event's over. You know, why couldn't I have gone there and learned that well here here's the good news. If you go to my curiosity shop, you'll scroll down and you'll see a section that says Finding Your Magic. And when you click that, you can buy the ebook and audiobook that will give you much of the information that we talked about at the conference. Not all of it, but much of it. And we also did videotape some of this. So we'll see what the future holds for for releasing some of that someday. Uh, One of the things I, I did was I had a whole program about chakras and organ energy. And afterward, I got this email from Crystal in California. And she said something interesting happened to me. She says, in the morning, while the sun is still gentle, I like to lay out in the front yard on my stomach on a lounger for a little bit to get the benefit of the sun rays, but not a tan. Well, this morning, I was thinking about the Finding Your Magic 2 conference, and I decided to do an experiment. I focused all my attention on my chakra areas. She's talking about the seven points on your body and drawing pure energy into my chakras, and I could instantly... Feel my chakras align, balance, and become stronger. At the same time, my whole body relaxed so much that it seemed to melt into the lounger. I could even feel my aura getting stronger. It was amazing and very empowering. Wishing you many great uh blessings and happiness. So, uh thank you, Crystal. You know what? That's something to think about, isn't it? That maybe maybe you can reinforce your aura and if you you have these seven points in your chakra system and if one is out of alignment well it's like a guitar chord that's out of alignment guys i've got some really cool stuff for you next week but for now here is the good fortune tom